Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Mutual Handshake Movie Podcast. This episode today we will be discussing the 1997 sci-fi classic Starship Troopers. Woo! Um, so as always I'm joined by a man who is more of a, a smell than a man. He's been wafted in here today from out of the sewers. It's the hobo. Say hello hobo. Hello. <laughs> Very nice, nice and brief. And then to the right of me, we've got my brother. He is actually a brother, not from another mother. It is Matt. Say hello, Matt. Hello. We have got the same voice, so be careful over the episode that you don't think that my comments are Chris's comments and Chris's comments are my comments. But they'll all be poor comments. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going to be discussing Starship Troopers, but before we go ahead, we've got to discuss the top threes. Sent in today by Mr. Dan Lloyd, very lovely gentleman, Dan Lloyd. And he wants us he's to... not. No, he's actually a filthy piece of shit. <laughs> so Dan wanted, uh, sent a long list of suggestions through, but the one that we wanted to focus on was he said he wanted us to discuss the top three movie speeches, so the best speeches in movies. Um, Hobo, why don't you kick us off with your favourite speech from... Any movie. I'm curious, did he give us a long speech on why he wanted his favourite speech? He did, he did, but I stopped listening. Ah, that's good. That's what you should do in any good speech. Um, I'm going to choose, of all the good speeches I wanted to choose, and some beautiful comedic ones, I'm going to have to go for the standard, the classic, the one from The Network. I've never seen The Network. Never seen it. 1976, isn't it? Oh, you, you know the year? Wow, this guy. Some knowledge from Matt. Yeah. That might be absolute bullshit. That was a, that was a stab in the dark. <laughs> it's not correct, it's very close. Is I, it The Network or it. Just Network? It's the Network. The Network. The Network. Right, okay. Uh, which is about um, a normal TV network. And this is just double check that, isn't it? Just Network. Is it? It's who, the Network. Who is it who's, who's the main guy? I always thought it was Albert Finney, but it's not, is it? Who's the main guy? The lead actor. Yeah. Yeah, he's what, just the Network. <gasps> It's just Network from oh, 1976. Shit. I have been Check out the brains on brains. Uh, yeah, so, oh, it's Peter Finch. And I thought it was uh, Albert Finney all these I years. Th- I was thinking of it. All I know is the character's name is Sher... Well, I, I say I know it. I can't remember. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the first few letters. Shum, shum. Something. Never seen you got to remember that this is this guy's greatest speech ever. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know the name of the actor. He doesn't know the name of the film. And he doesn't know what year it was made. And uh, he doesn't know the name of the guy's real name in real life. But the thing I most remember is... is his name is... is <laughs> <laughs> his rant, which is almost like a, a drunken rant. I'm right? not going to take it anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's the kind of rant you hear on the street. The kind of rant you'd maybe hear... As a passerby, kind of like, and as a man who lives on the street, you know all about these kinds of things. Don't exactly. You know? So, what is it that you like about the speech in Network? It's um, it's kind of the brutality of it, and mm. even the fact that it was done in the seventies, it was very. It's still very relevant. Pretty much in the film, he's there. He's about. He's getting about to get cut, and then he has this. He manages to sneak in this rant. And then people love him for this run. For Chris, who hasn't seen it, there's also a Faye Dunaway character who's a producer on the show is being told that they need to act, she needs to axe him. Mm-hmm. And there's a conversation backwards and forwards that as he starts to go more crazy, she should actually be 
giving him the chop now, sending him mm-hmm. to uh, for therapy or something, mm-hmm. and getting him the the need, help he needs. But she doesn't because well, she there's just pressure from him. above mm-hmm. yeah. that she needs to keep him on the show and mm-hmm. keep him delivering these speeches. And it's actually it becomes encouraged that he. Uh, it carries on ranting and raving live on TV because it's it sounds good. Ratings in the, the strange it, part it about good, this, the but it's not the best speech in a film. Well, oh well, moving oh. on then. Uh, so, <laughs> what Matt is the best speech in a film? I would say, in my personal opinion, that the best speech in a film is the speech where Kevin Costner meets up with Donald Sutherland in JFK. Oh, good choice. Um, I thought you were gonna go for the back and to the left or whatever speech at the end I do like the the, the speech at the end um, but that's the magic bullet or whatever yeah well it's not a speech as such it's a deliberation Mm. Um, but there's uh, a section about two thirds into the film where Kevin Costner goes to meet uh, Agent X who's played by Donald Sutherland and he tells him the reason why JFK was assassinated and that he's got um, inside knowledge of it and that he was going to go to, he was going to be stationed somewhere and they retracted that and sent him somewhere else and it's a, a five to ten minute long breakdown of the entire scenario from the beginning of when he, the, he invaded the Bay of Pigs right through to when they went to Vietnam and then he was going to pull out of Vietnam and the big chief said no and then they started to get the ball rolling and they decided to assassinate mm. him but at the end of it he says but that's why it happened but you can't tell anyone why it's happened you can't tell anyone who I am and you can't tell anyone what my name is you just know Sounds good. I feel like that chubby funster Dan Lloyd has sent this message saying, <laughs> what's the best speech, a.k.a. Independence Day? That's <laughs> yeah. what he wants us yeah, to he say. Yeah, he wants Independence Day. What? We will not go quietly into oh. the night. <laughs> Which brings yes. me on to the absolute best speech of all time. I mean, I, I was in uh, in tatters deliberating over many different speeches. Um, I did see you my, stressed out at oh, one point. God, I'm so pulling stressed. Yeah, pulling out my hair. At first, I thought about Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, Samwise going through his talk at the end about, um, oh, will there be great speeches about us, Mr. Frodo? And then I obviously <laughs> thought, well, that's not nearly as good as Jay's speech in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, um, with the Planet of the Apes, with the dropping down onto his knees. Oh. Soon it will only be me who left here to slowly die. <laughs> damn you! Damn you! All to hell! Yeah, that one classic, one of the best in, in film history. But had to go for Jaws, the USS Indianapolis speech. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck yes! It's yeah. not as much about what he's saying, but just the point in which he's saying it after the scars and the. And they're talking about the scars, and then that's just when shit's getting serious. And he goes through the whole Japanese, uh, J- uh, Japanese submarines, slam torpedoes, just changes the film altogether. They're on this little trip trying to find a shark, and then shit gets serious. So let's sum up then our three. This is for you, D. Lloyd. These are our three top three speeches in film. So, Hobo, what's your suggestion again? I, uh, I'm. 
thought they'd say the network. Network! And Matt, what's your suggestion? JFK, Donald Sutherland, Agent X. And Jaws, the USS in Indianapolis speech. There's our top three speeches, guys. If you want to go out there and listen to them, they're some of the best speeches out there in film history. So on to the main event for tonight. We're here to talk about one film and one film only. We're here to discuss Stormtroopers. So Hobo, why don't you talk us through? Uh, talk us through the film. What's it all about? Well, it's uh, set in the non-too-distant future, where kids are encouraged to become citizens rather than just being civilians. Because who wants to be a civilian when you can be a citizen? I know, and they seem so dirty the way they talk about them. <laughs> why you would, would you be a civilian? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so what they don't know is they'll soon be engaged in a full scale war against a planet of alien insects wait hang on that's a synopsis from IMDB and it says (laughs) it says what they don't know is well they do know it they do yeah they're very much in the fight I could read the synopsis from IMDB is from uh, Anon which is I think we're alright Hobo I think we know what's going on it's a bit more concise Young military recruits trained to fight a war on bug-infested planets. I think that's better. Yeah, that's that better. Is better. I think that is better. So <laughs> it's not they... got as many lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it doesn't mention Clendath though either. Good name for a, for a planet. Um, so right, okay, so that's the synopsis of the film. Matt, what are you thinking about the film? Pretty much shit. <laughs> I've got to admit, back in the day when I, when I watched it, I was literally jizzing in my pants. <laughs> I was in the cinema and I was like, let's roll this shit again. I want to see it two, <laughs> three times in a row. Now, I'm, I watched it the other day. I, I had to stop it a couple of times. I really struggled to get through it. The no. acting is so sensational. So good. Oh, right. So, so, <laughs> right, okay. yeah, but I remember back in 97, me and you in the cinema with, with our father... He took us to see that film, and he was he was eating it. You could tell he was eating it. Yeah, he despised it. And we were like, "No, come on, PD. This is the best film since sliced bread." Are you saying now that you feel like PD Hammond? Yeah, I think I probably do. I mean, when we got up, and Dad was like, "Why have you both got damp patches on your groins?" <laughs> and... I'm really worried now. This is not just a a saying; it's suddenly becoming very true. <laughs> I like that being a saying. Like jizzed in your knee. <laughs> right, I made a note here, and I'm going to bring this up straight away. There's a scene mm. where there's a meteor, and it's floating towards the Earth. Yeah, and they've got a gun that um, it's a surrounds the planet, mm. and it blows up the meteor. Right. Yeah. yeah. Stops the bugs landing on Earth. Mm. So why invade? Because they're sending loads of meteors. They're like, we're ready. No, that's what. No, I don't mean that. That's... What I mean is, what, why, why not just blow up the planet? Why land troops on the planet? Are we talking get... about Clendathir? We are talking about <laughs> And there's another. Um, there's a a Mormon. I know you guys were laughing about Mormon? this before we started. It, there's actually a section where I rewound it and listened to it. There's a Mormon settlement. 
and it's on one of the surrounding planets. Is that the one that dies? Yeah, where all said, of those people... We warned them not to sit there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember this bit. It's Mormons. <laughs> That's no bullshit. They say the more there's a Mormon settlement on that planet, and they God. ignored the advice, and they landed there anyway. I and don't they remember this. It's it's more more propaganda. That propaganda. I do like the propaganda videos. Yeah. They are good. Yeah, but don't mm. you feel that they're just brought over from Robocop? Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, Verhoeven, he's obviously onto a good thing. He's brought his influences over from Robocop. <laughs> but, but, so what are you saying about this gun? And uh... Right, so that blows up the media. Yes. So, they've got the advanced warfare to go Blow to these countries. No, they're um, just blowing These planets, right? Yeah. And bomb them from outer space. So why send troops down? One, that was a meteor compared to a planet-sized thing. And two, most importantly, it's under the propaganda banner. So literally anything they say about propaganda, it's to be taken with a, a pinch of salt. And to be honest, I think this is probably summing up the whole thing about the film, about the fact that like the guys on the front line are just worthless grunts that they'll yeah, just the send in. Yeah, the roughnecks. Radchek's roughnecks. Rico's roughnecks. Who's roughnecks? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, I hate just, that, but we'll, we'll discuss that. The, in a the, bit. The, the, they're just disposable yeah. to to the government, to Nazi Neil Patrick yeah, Harris. But why in not bomb? Nazi why not bomb? Infantry. And yeah, the infantry. Why yeah. not bomb and, and then I, send the infantry in afterwards? I like that's what I don't understand. They look like they've got the advanced weaponry to not have to land any troops on the on the planet. And every time they do, a hundred thousand troops but killed. They, because they do that after the first after the first their first active war effort because they've not actually gone into war. This was like a long a long range like archers shooting at each other for a while, and then when they hit, um, where was it, South, South America? Yeah, yeah Mexico, Mexico, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When they hit there, they was like, fuck it, we're going to war. And then they just, their first act of war was just sending a load of idiots onto a planet to get killed, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, maybe we should use our ships. And then the next scene you see, they, they do, they bomb the whole planet, and then they just send other people to mop up. Why not just launch nuclear missiles from <laughs> out of space? Because NPH, Neil Patrick Harris, he wants that brain bug. He does. He wants the brain bug, and that's the he whole thing. He doesn't know about, about the brain bug. He when does. First going. No. Can't you remember the scene with the ferret when he's all about it? What I mean, we'll go back to that in a bit. But <laughs> he, he knows that there is intelligent life force out there, and he wants that brain bug. Well, let me ask. I said that I dislike the film, and you two have. have stepped up and said what about this what about that what are your two's actual opinions on it well first of all just going back I need to remind you that MI does the dying fleet does the flying (laughs) so in argument for for (laughs) the disposableness MI does the dying yeah right pull that completely out of context (laughs) (laughs) bullshit I think that just sums up what what the film was about no I like this film I think it's good I like the um, yeah I know what you mean it's dodgy and some of the lines are terrible that was that's what's called a flip flop guys I like (laughs) the film I think it's good but yeah it is dodgy (laughs) it is it's dodgy it's it's rusty but it's 1997 it's Verhoeven he's raw he's He's just come off the back of um, <laughs> Total Recall. Um, and, yeah, it's it's good. It's got a lot to Wait, say. Total Recall and Robocop are better films than this. Yes, they are, but they're not guilty pleasures. They are classics. I would say that Total Recall and Robocop are classics. The original Robocop. 
What I do you think about? I don't honestly see the difference between those three films. I think we're all they've all got a certain period to them that you can trace back, and it's like no. I sorry can't. to interrupt you there, Hobo. But the, one <laughs> of the, the things that I, one of the major differences is that actually at that point Nancy Allen and Peter Weller were quite big actors and they were starting to be looked upon in the Hollywood scene as two quite serious Are actors. you talking trash about Casper Van Dien? Yes. <laughs> and they were both... Well, let's have a... So, I know, well, if you have a look at it, it seems that Verhoeven's a career destroyer. <laughs> like, what's Peter Weller done since? What's Nancy Allen done since? What's Casper Van Dien done since? What has... Uh, Denise Richards done since. What about what her, that, her that was in Saved by the Bell, who was in Showgirls? She is now a massive star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's her name? We're all Elizabeth forgetting Elizabeth Berkeley, We're all yeah. forgetting NPH. The NPH, God that is. Yeah. Uh, NPH mm. does what? What's that absolutely wank TV show? Yeah, How I Met Your Mother. What? Don't, what? Don't, yeah. No, what? don't say that's good, Hell Bell. That's amazing. It is garbage. But he was in uh, Gone Girl, is it? He was in Gone Girl. Yeah, yeah, he was in Gone Girl. He was good well, in that no, as well. Actually, I'm not going to say. Well, I've got one of the. Um, I've, I, I got some facts. I've only got two facts. I'm not going to pretend that I've <laughs> But actually, Neil Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris was the youngest Patrice. actor. He's French. Oh. Neil Patrice Harris was the youngest actor out of the lead He looked cast. about 12 in that Casper Van Dien. And he was 42. 28. Oh, what? Mm. Dina Mayer. Diz, Diz, yeah, 28, 67. Denise Richards, 26. Jake Boosie, 26. Neil Patrick Harris, 24. The scene where they play American football. Yeah, when that other guy who looks clearly very young. <laughs> what, how long are these guys in college for? Xander, 40-year-old Xander. Yeah, how long are these guys in college for? Like, they stay in college <laughs> until you're 28 the, yeah, this years old. No wonder his fucking dad's fuming. <laughs> <laughs> if he's like, I'm going to cut you off, I'm like, yeah, he's fucking 28 year old. He's almost hitting 30. Of course, I'd, I'd be cutting him off. So, anyway, pink spuds. <laughs> Moving on. Pink spuds. That's weird that they have pink mashed potato after he's just broken that guy's arm. Oh, let's go back to the arm breaking. I like the. What's his name? The. Zim, is it Zim? Yeah, Clancy Brown. Yeah, Zim was good. Uh, from Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, and Highlander. Oh yeah, he is yeah. the guy yeah, from Highlander. Shawshank. Is he? Yeah, does he yeah, play the Kurgan? The Kurgan. Yeah. Fuck! Oh my god, he's amazing in Highlander. Yeah. Now talk about a guilty pleasure. Highlander. What? Good film. No. Awesome Wait, film. Hang on. <laughs> he throws a knife in one of theirs hands and breaks another one's arm and also chokes Dina Mayer out with his knee. But he's, he's the hero bad. of the film. He is. At the end of the film, he is the hero. That is the best payout for the film ever. So the morals but of this film must be a dick. show him, Neil Patrick Harris does this thing where he just tells you, he reminds you of what happened earlier on in the film and he goes, and all this became possible because an instructor decided to put himself down to private and join the army. And yeah. now he's warned yeah. and you're like, yeah, cheers, Neil that, Patrick that, Harris for explaining everything to me. That felt really like forced in there, that bit. It, that almost felt like... The film was going along all right, and then they're like, "Right, we need some like marine propaganda." Like, or if you're they, a marine, you that can... bit of the film was 
introduced earlier on that he would come back and save the day but they basically filmed the guy getting lifted up Clancy Brown on the shoulders and thought oh fuck no one knows who this guy is <laughs> let's film a line of Neil Patrick Harris yeah. going you may remember that earlier on in the do film you remember you, him? you saw him <laughs> as an instructor you may know him from other films like Shawshank Redemption yeah exactly the I it was beautiful it was almost like maybe it's just because of all the kids shows I watch those ones where it just always had a little service announcement at the end and it was like, like putting your pride aside, <laughs> don't just be, like, you You may be pretty high up as an instructor, but if you really care about something, if you want to make a difference, just do whatever it takes. I That's what I took out of it. Hilbo's brought up a very good point here now. I watched the last 15 minutes of this film. No one take my child away from me, please. I watched <laughs> the last 15 minutes of this film with my two-year-old son. And all he was saying was, wow, wow, spiders and such. And then Hobo just referred back to TV shows that he watched when he was a kid. Who is this film aimed at? Because we've said that, well, I've said I dislike it now. My dad disliked it when he was younger. It's, I believe, an 18 certificate film. Uh, No, I'm sure it's a 15 because I went to it at the cinema. Yeah, it's 15. So, 15 certificate film. I think if it was released now, it would be a 12A. With the guy getting shot in the face. That, oh that bit, yeah, yeah, that bit is and the, the brain sucking and out all the Mormons, and the, yeah, the Mormons, <laughs> their Mormon dead bodies, <laughs> and there's boobies as well. There's nudity. There's wonderful boobies. So, who is this film aimed at? I think he's he's aimed at uh, what? Well, how do I say a demographic? I, I the think key it, demographic is uh, is young. 12, 13, 14, 15 yeah, year olds. Definitely. I think Verhoeven knew that this film would be people's guilty pleasure. I think he knew when he was making it that it'll get an audience at the time, but it will become like some kind of classic, like the old video nasties. Uh, it will find its audience over the years. I'm just thinking, how much swearing is there? Uh, there's one bit at the end when the uh, Xander guy was like, one day someone's gonna something something and fuck you up or something and then gets his brain sucked out I, I quote with that verbatim <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. gonna something something and fuck you up <laughs> I, had to, I had to cover my son's eyes and say he's kissing him on the head he's kissing him on the head when he sucked that guy's brains out at the end. <laughs> well then surely you would have went where's that guy he's gone is that what happens when people kiss people on the head they disappear <laughs> <laughs> he's in the sequel he's in the sequel <laughs> Right, okay, so that's enough of part one. We'll be back soon for part two of Starship Troopers. Uh, Diz, don't make me pull rank. Mutual handshake only pulls the rank. Welcome back to episode six of the Mutual Handshake movie podcast. Today's guilty pleasure is Starship Troopers. And we're going to kick off part two talking about the romances, the relationships of the films. We've got a bit of a love triangle going on here in Starship Troopers. So, Matt, what did you think about Johnny Rico's relationship with Carmen? There isn't a love triangle. What? What about Diz? Johnny wants to fuck Denise Richards Mm -hmm. with Carmen. And Diz hangs about and he sympathy fucks her in a tent. Yeah? Is that not just Twilight? That's not a love triangle. No, 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 it's the love triangle because Diz is in love with Johnny. Yeah. And Johnny is... In fact, actually, no, it's not a love triangle. It's a love square because Carmen's uh, Denise Richard is in love with... 
Xander. Xander. Yeah. She's not in love with Xander. No. She, she, she's, she's just a stop just a bit of a addictees. Yeah, she is addictees, yeah. She basically wants everyone just to wait to decide what she wants to do. <laughs> no, but remember the bit where she's like, oh, my dad's not at home. I reckon there's no point after that point where Rico's like, I'm a virgin. I reckon he got his end away with her. Yeah, yeah, and then he has to fuck Diz afterwards. No yeah. wonder he keeps holding out. <laughs> we're, not, we're not counting love as fucking are we in this? Because if so, that doesn't what? make No, sense. no, we're talking about an actual love square. <laughs> Is this when, <laughs> when you were talking about like Denise Richards saying, oh, uh, my dad's not home. It sounded like you suggested that means she loves him because she's going to screw him over... Because she, she doesn't screw Xander, and he gets his brain sucked out. Yeah, he does get his... But, he does. Uh, right, it's like <laughs> sexual... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Verhoeven, because I know that the scene, uh, the shower scene, where they were all naked, Verhoeven filmed that naked as well, because mm. he said that you've got to feel comfortable, so he stripped naked, and then all the rest mm. of the cast and crew, they stripped naked as well. Mm. Does that yeah, like, sound a little bit perverted to you? Like, I'll be naked too. Mm. That's yeah. like you're having sex, and then some guy comes along and goes, By the way, I'll be naked too while you're having sex. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to have to say, Room, as soon as you've heard someone say that to you. There's a scene in this room where you'll have to take your clothes off. Okay, if you don't feel uncomfortable, I'll take mine off too. No, you don't have to. I'm going to take them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then Diz dies. She gets it. I actually forgot that Diz died. I forgot that Diz died. And then it happened, and I'm like, whoa. Like, she has a rough ride. She's like, after this guy all the time, then signs herself up for the army for him, then gets choked to death nearly by uh, Zim, the hero of the film, obviously. Then goes through all this stuff. Then he fucks her in, like, 20 minutes. Sympathy. And then, yeah, sympathy fucks her in 20 minutes. And then she's dead. Worst thing about the death is, is like, it's okay. I got to have you. I love yeah. you. And he's like, no. He doesn't say, fuck all back. That's like, she's dying. You can at least lie to a dying yeah. And then the bit where they send the body off into space. Star Trek just, yeah, yeah, Star Trek rip off. He just he delivers the world's coldest speech. He's like, she's my friend. Hoorah. And then <laughs> fires her out and he's like, shall we crack on? Colder than the speech that you've got saved for us. Um, <laughs> not as cold as the speech. Why don't you play, play for our listeners the, the coldest speech in any film ever. So, what do you hear? You know about anyone who made it out of BA alive? Most of the time I don't think about it. Like it happened to someone else. Then it hits me and I uh, can't stop crying. Well, we're still alive. Gotta be happy about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> First of all, the and then it hits me and I can't stop crying. She delivers that in such a cold way, like yeah. no emotions. Mm. And then he says, well, we're still alive. You've got to be happy about that. Well, you do. <laughs> if you, if police came to your house and were like, there's been a car accident, or your fucking family have been killed, and you were like, oh my God, my family being killed, and you went, well, we're still alive. You've got to, <laughs> you've got to be happy about that. What I, I, I brought up is, Rico is a bit of a sociopath, he's a bit... He doesn't really have any feelings for anyone. I don't believe they're really his parents. Apart from the bit where they say that he can't go into space and they start talking about the fact that she looks good in a suit. He's like, don't talk about Carmen like that! (laughs) He starts to get all uh, rage on about it. Uh, Talking about Carmen then, Hobo, how did you feel about her breakup video? 
wasn't good production values. Yeah, it mm. was. It was all about the looks and mm. trying to distract from the actual message of the thing. Was I'm gonna try and fuck someone else? That's <laughs> that's all that was. She was, and you could tell throughout the whole build-up, she really wasn't that interested in him. Her attitude to Rico throughout the whole film was kind of like, I'm kind of glad you're here. Mm. She basically just wants the promotion. She has, she's a career-driven woman, and that's all she's interested. Mm. And she's got these two pushing forty-year-old guys who are trying <laughs> to bang her, and she's and she's thinking, join the queue. Everyone else is Amy Smart. I feel mm. like Amy Smart's trying to bang Yeah, Amy well. Smart turned up oh, for yeah, that tiny little in, cameo. A bit of Denise. Mm. Yeah. And the think... captain, I felt like the captain was also up for a bit. Right, okay then. So, I'd like to talk about the special effects on this film. Because, personally, I think that they were pushing boundaries. In 97, these were some very good special effects. I'm watching it back now. I was impressed. I thought the uh, visual effects were great. I thought the... Um, the practical effects were just as good and I thought it looked good yeah. what do you think Matt? there was a couple of bits I've got to be honest where I thought it let it down I made notes about this um, one of the note, uh, one of the things were when they hit warp speed when they fly the planes mm. yeah. uh, the jets or uh, mm. spaceships or whatever does anyone have a look at the screens? The screens are like some bullshit Atari, yeah. Um, like back in the day, circle like with spectrum, like yeah. spectrum yeah. graphics, and, and the also the bit where they get in the escape pod yeah. and they fly out the tubes when their yeah. um, ships being hit and they're, they're starting to go down. That the the practical effects, which I do prefer. But it doesn't look very. But good. this this film's like pushing twenty years old. It's like eighteen years old. Like the, the, it looks good. Like you're you picked out a couple of points that that maybe don't look so good now. But it it actually aged better than what I thought. There there were scenes in it that I were waiting to come up that I thought these aren't going to look mm. very good now, and they actually did look look mm. as good as what like I remember. They are like chomping at like coming at me like a mass. Yeah, well, the, the big beetle kind of things that were coming out of the ground. I thought, right, okay, the arachnids all look good, but we'll see how they look. They still look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. The, the bit when he jumps on the back. Yeah, I actually was didn't like that back in the day, mm. and now I've watched it and I was like, that actually doesn't look too yeah. bad. And it reminded me of like scenes in films years later, like. Um, the Orlando Bloom in Lord of the Rings where he oh, jumps yeah. on the Oliphant yeah, and yeah. that looks that so film. bad now but that looked good I quite like the scene at the beginning where they dissect the book and I think yeah. that holds mm. up like mm. terrifically the, the part the heart and the stomach <laughs> thing mm. yeah the and she's sick yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah the bit where they pull it they're pulling it to pieces um, I mentioned this to Chris before the podcast but I didn't know this it actually won three Academy Awards uh, special effects that's, uh, uh, that's understandable though like visually it looks great like I remember like watching it recently and getting to the point where they go to the the the, the base where there's the guy who's like um, I'm a wimp I don't mind I'll hide in the cupboard and thinking there hasn't been overly loads of special effects and then they just bombarded no, it then with what you, big what you seem to be forgetting is section. think about the, the the scenes in the film where uh, specific things um, are, are quoted specific speeches are made specific um, uh, 
conversations are had as to mm. how the government's run. Mm-hmm. For instance, there's a conversation um, around um, how the government's run when they're cutting open the the book, the yeah, book. Yeah. And, it, and then the next conversation is when they're in the shower. And then there's other scenes where what they're kind of doing is that Verhoeven's kind of, I feel like he's putting the speeches in, but he's also like, <laughs> but I'm going to show you a bit of TNA. Yeah, right. So that if you're not interested in what they're saying at this bit, and you're just waiting for the special effects to come, look at all the tits mm. and, and ass on shot. Okay, so we could talk about this all day, but what we really need to decide is, is this film going into the Hall of Fame or the Hall of Shame? Is it going to join Sister Act 2 back in the habit in the Hall of Fame? Or is it going to go to Wild Wild West territory in the Hall of Shame? Hobo, what are you thinking about Starship Troopers? Well, I feel it should definitely enter the Hall of Fame. However, not anywhere near Sister Act 2. Sister Act 2 <laughs> should be... At uh, the, the pinnacle. No, the height. The opposite of a pinnacle. Uh, I don't know if it's an exact word, but the bottom, the, the pit. seventh layer. Yeah, the seventh <laughs> layer. So you put in oh. you put in Starship Troopers in the top layer. The top layer of oh, where Wild Wild West should be. And uh, um, Matt, newcomer to the podcast, what what are you going to do with Starship Troopers? Shame or Hall of Fame? I've got to admit, this is a difficult one because I personally dis I, I didn't particularly like the film. It bored me. However, as mentioned earlier on in the podcast, if my son is sat in a room bored one day, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, and says, have you got anything good I can watch? Would I throw it on for him? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I definitely would. Mm -hmm. And then 10 years later, because I'm only like 23 years old, (laughs) I'm hoping that he's sitting down having the same conversation that I have. So I'm actually going to put it in the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame from us. Um, And for the... Probably the first time since Masters of the Universe. I'm going to agree with the others. Um, Yeah, it's clunky. It's dodgy. It's got bad quotes. It's got bad acting. It's got bad things all over it. I tell you, now you've turned me around now. (laughs) That's it. But that's it. It's, It's got good things. It's got a message. It's got strong female characters. Um, And I've got to agree with both of you. It's got to go in the Hall of Fame. So that's a strong vote in favour of Starship Troopers going into the Hall of Fame. I just realised we really didn't talk about my strong female characters, which is one of the the best things about the film. Okay then, so just a quick round up at the end. We've picked Starship Troopers going into the Hall of Fame. We've got to cover our film of the fortnight. So Hobo, what's your film of the fortnight? Uh, Ted 2. I know it's kind of ah. an obvious one, but... Is it coming out in the cinema recently? Yeah, yeah, it's coming out soon. Big fan of Ted? I did like it. I, I, I kind of felt it was one of those films, especially when we watched the trailer, and exactly the same with uh, the Ted 2, that you've seen all the jokes. Did you watch film. Million Ways to Die in the West, though? No. Fuck me. For that I, did, I didn't even bother, is it? That uh, bad? It is sensationally bad. Like, I, I I watched it over three or four sittings, like, until I, I basically watched it until I couldn't summon it, turned it off. Yeah, but it stars again. Neil Patrick Harris oh, of um, Starship Troopers. Oh, <laughs> but is it bad? Mm-hmm. Is it? Sensational. So you're picking oh. Ted 2 then for your film of the fortnight? I'm a little bit discouraged now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. My film of the fortnight is going to be, uh, is going to be Terminator Genesis. And the reason being... Oh. 
this sounds makes me sound like a bit of a smoke prick. I went <laughs> to a Q and A with um, the Terminator himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger, in London two or three weeks ago, and they played us. Uh, we were the first people in the world to be played two long scenes of the film. And it actually looked pretty what, what damn good. What quotes did he say? That that's all I want to know about. Well, the film looks pretty damn good. And from the trailer, it looks much better on the big screen. Mm. But I did hear Arnie say, Get to the chopper! It's not a tumor. <laughs> Which was the moment I could have wept. <laughs> so Terminator I Genesis, I can't believe it. I think once you've watched the film, you will look back at this and think what have I said no Terminator um, Genesis looks amazing and I'm going to put forward on ITV4 I believe it's on tomorrow or <laughs> tonight depending on when you're listening uh, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Quality Robert film. Ford a very good film l- visually stunning very good um, performances especially from uh, Casey Affleck Casey Affleck of course um, so there are films of the fortnight so Ted 2 Terminator Genesis and Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. Enjoy listening to the podcast. Goodbye. That's goodbye from Hobo. Goodbye. And that's goodbye from Matt. Laters. And that's goodbye from me. It's not a tumor. Who's Roughnecks? Mutual handshakes, Roughnecks. Hoo ha! I'd like to kill this Captain Zoom. <laughs>